Hello Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hello, Michelle. Good to see you. Hey, Chris. How's it going? It's going well. The sun is out. It's so... Colorado is just sunny winters. Yeah. I, I appreciate that coming from the mid Midwest. So you Midwesterners, hang in there. Spring is... Is, is here. It's here. Mm -hmm. It's it's the, you know we're in it. So the sun is coming back. You know it eventually d does come back. Yeah. In, in the winter in Kansas, I I, I remember it cloudy. -ish. It was cloudy often. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. It's, Kansas can be Midwestish. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Nice. For sure. Hey, we've got a question that from your list, uh, a listener that asked us a while back about. I'm always looking for new activities that will interest my skills trade students, mm. like construction trade, welding trade, mechanics. Oh, I love this. Ooh, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna shoot for this. Michelle was excited, and I'm gonna chime in, <laughs> but we're gonna talk a little bit. It's not gonna be so much activity centric. Okay. I think we want to talk a little more theory yep. in, in this one around how we just approach certain kinds of groups. As well, absolutely. And then we will focus on. We'll we'll have a couple activities, I'm sure, in there that we'll talk about that you could use with skills trade. But maybe by focusing on what's around you, you can utilize some of that as resources for activities. Absolutely. So in my mind, you know, from the theoretical perspective, is that the whole reason why we do experiential activities is to intentionally surface behaviors or topics or things like that, that we want to teach skills in. So my first response to that question is, what's the end goal? What are you trying yeah. to teach? Are you trying to teach them? Teach or get better at Get better at construction stuff and welding stuff and mechanical, you know, being mm -hmm. more mechanically inclined, all of those things. So if there's lessons to learn there. So my first response to that is first, you have to, at the end, I know you've only got like, 47 minutes per class that you've got to do this and also get to curriculum pieces. So sometimes it, we're constrained by time. But first you have to identify what is the behavior that I want to surface today. Then you find the activity that you think matches that. Then you actually then find the props and things that match the content in which you are teaching. So let's say for construction. That one right there is probably, in my mind, the easiest because you go to any hardware store and you can buy all the things that you need to do several of the activities that we do. You could even have the students make the props themselves. They don't even know why they're making it first, but then the props that they make, they then have to use in the team building exercise or something like that. Yeah, you have a set of plants that you could draw up mm -hmm. with simple materials that you're already using in class, uh, tools that you need to make particular materials, and then you assign a task that you have to build this as quickly as safely as possible, and you have to work together as a group to make this happen. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite stories is you're traveling uh, to help some small village <laughs> build a school, oh, Okay, and you'll have a limited amount of time. Here are your plans. Here are your resources. You're going to practice as a group doing this efficiently. What do you need to do? 
So that sort of thing, because yeah. there's planning involved, there's talking to each other. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. Well, and then yeah. also, if you think about it, effective communication mm-hmm. is key in every field yeah. that, you know, especially trades, right? So I think about nursing, right? Like that right there, effective communication with the patients, with the doctors, with the, you know, with anybody else, right? So I led a program during the pandemic, um, you know, that was geared around the school of nursing and, and, um, and things like that. And so the whole, the whole program, I then took common activities that we may know and then tweaked and changed it just to use, you know, different elements of the body. You know, like with me, I have the body part debrief. That's an easy one for me to kind of pop those metaphors into school of nursing and things like that. But then also things like the prescription and how do we, you know, that is a, a commitment or a it's kind of an agreement between the the physician and the patient and and we sign off on that and so what are we prescribing so I talk about the what are some of the symptoms of an unhealthy team what are some of the symptoms of a healthy team what would we prescribe so again finding the metaphors or the actual things that are really relevant to that trade and then finding the activities that kind of match that or the props that would match that as well. Yeah. I'm thinking about mechanics. Mm. If we are working on motors, it's about knowing what goes where. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can connect communication to putting something together. So if you had all the parts to something and you were blindfolded, Michelle, Mm -hmm. I have to then instruct you on how to put it together. You're just tactily, mm-hmm. and, and I'm telling you what to do, in a sense, with your hands. Pick up this, it's over there, and I verbally instruct you how to do that. Helps me practice thinking through things and then communicating information. Mm-hmm. I think mechanics probably are pretty used to uh, eventually working on their own, but they will probably have other people around them that they'll need to talk to yeah. and clear specific detailed information will probably be important. Uh, There are things, a friend of mine, uh, I found a picture of an activity that I put in an email uh, to my followers and he he did this with his skills trade class where they tied ropes to a sledgehammer and then they put a little nail in a log that was standing upright, the standing vertical. And then they had to pound that nail all the way into the log, only using the ropes to manipulate the hammer. Oh, so almost a bullring-esque kind of manipulation of that activity. I like it, that's awesome. You know, how about using other tools and connecting other tools to ropes that you can use the tools to pick up things or to move things or mm-hmm. you know, something that they're interested in, they know how to use, um, put that to good use, but it's around the behavior of communication. If we're looking at behaviors, uh, keeping things organized. Mm-hmm. You know, what's important about keeping things organized? Is there an activity specifically of organize, putting things in a, in, a, in a way that it will make it easier for you to do your job? Uh, what kind of activities come to mind uh, I think even like cup stacking. Mm. If you are uh, stacking cups in a certain way, in a certain, doing it in in a timely fashion, and you're all working together and doing your part, how do you organize your team? Who's doing what where? Yeah. Construction. Yeah. You know, whose job responsibility is it to do certain things? Mm-hmm. So how do you delegate roles and responsibilities? So during activities, 
when there are different roles and responsibilities for an activity that you've already done before as a facilitator, how do you metaphorically connect that to a construction site? Yeah. And how do we determine who's leading something? How do we determine who's doing what? So there's a way to use things you've already done before, but the metaphor is different yeah. based on the group that you're working with. I one time had a um, an event planner call and say, hey, you know, I've, I'm getting a lot of requests to do this top chef kind of team building now, but I'd really like to do some icebreakers and some different things like that with them beforehand before we go into this, like what it would be some things that you could do there. So there now we have, you know, kitchen and you have line staff and you like the, the effective communication that has to happen for that is pretty intense. So I'm like, find the, the fake bread, find the fake fruit and you know those types of things because those things all exist how many of you had a grandma that had like that bowl of fake grapes in the centerpiece right. of her table right? right so like that stuff exists you find like a, a craft store a hobby lobby and michael's or something like that they sell fake fruit they sell fake cabbages you know yeah. things like that and now all of a sudden those things become the round objects that you use in your tossable activity or yeah. things like that and now you're using the props that are really specific to the learning outcome of the group itself, which is effective communication. We can do group juggle, we can do insanity, we can do you know a name toss, any of those types of things, but we're connecting our icebreakers to the content and the trade in which we are actually you know, teaching skills in. Right. Um, our friend Sam Sykes told me about how he does a dessert pizza mm. with certain events where there are small groups of four to five people. There's a little investment involved, but it's something that could possibly be done on a, on a, on a lower cost scale. But they have certain supplies that they're gonna make a dessert pizza. So the crust is already, whatever that crust that they can use for a dessert pizza, it's like a piece of pastry, that's available. But then there are other things like fruits and cream and um, different kinds of ornamentation. And the group, without touching the supplies, they see it on their table and they make a plan, who's doing what? And then they all blindfold themselves and then they go at their table and they their end result is gonna be a dessert pizza. But they have constructed it uh, without seeing. Okay. So that could be also something like mechanics. Yeah. How do we, we see all the pieces to an engine part or a carburetor or something that we need to put together. Now we look, we make a plan, we put our blindfolds on and we go take care of that. And you set it up maybe to where our car broke down on the side of the road and we don't have a flashlight. Yeah. And we don't have our cell phones. Like this is back in the day before cell phones had flashlights or something right. like that. And now right. we've got to try to fix our engine to where we can literally put the wheels back on the vehicle yeah. and all of us can be going in the same direction. So the metaphors are there yeah. in the trades for sure. And so then it's just literally having that skill as a facilitator to be able to like, okay, here's the activity. Now, how do I tweak and change the props or the things like that to where I'm still outcome focused. I still want to get to the effective communication, the organization, the whatever the skill is that I want to highlight that particular class period and then and then executing and then making it happen after yeah, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An example that I, I think we can both relate to is, and again, our friend Sam Sykes is coming up a lot today um, in our recordings. 
he uses mouse traps for trust building. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So if you are working with a particular group, especially I'm thinking in the construction trade, even in welding, uh, mechanics, all, it's safety is important. Mm-hmm. In a lot of trades, there is a there is a big push on um, not having you know low levels of risk, low levels of injury. You know mm-hmm. how many how many days do we go without an injury? It's very common in the trades. How about uh, as an example, a mouse trap obstacle field where you set a whole bunch of mouse traps and you put maybe some retrievable objects near mouse traps, mm-hmm. loaded mouse traps. And then you can have people uh, unsighted. They could close their eyes. They could walk through the mouse trap maze um, with someone else talking about uh, leading them through verbally clear directions. You could have close your eyes and then retrieve objects mm-hmm. that are near mouse traps to be able to then, maybe the objects are parts of something you're going to assemble uh, at some point in time. So you're bringing the parts to one, a different place and then you're gonna put all those things together at some point in time. So think about topics that are important to talk about and then practice some of the behaviors around those topics like safety. Clear communication is going to be good. Do we wear gloves when we're going into a field of mouse traps? And mm-hmm. why do we do that? They're not as, you don't have as much dexterity necessary with gloves, but why are they important? Uh, are there things that, why are we wearing helmets? They're uncomfortable. They're, they're not something we wanted. Why are we wearing safety glasses? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we do a mouse trap trust sequence, some people that I know using mouse traps also provide safety glasses because mouse traps can jump up mm. off the ground mm-hmm. when unloaded, and they could hit you in the eye. You know, we don't. You know, what are we? What are we practicing right. that we can then transfer to their particular trade that they're going into? Yep, I like it. You know, it also reminds me of I've had over the you know over the couple decades of training wheels, I've had summer camps call and say, "Okay, we have a theme week every week at summer camp." Like. How do we make sure that we're doing icebreakers, problem solvers, debriefing activities, but but yet they're they're kind of the same activities, it's kind of the same experience each week, but yet it's tailored to whatever our theme week is. That right there is exactly what we're talking about. Yep. It is, you know, like you know, I had one time like I was like, all right, this week it's race car week. I'm like, oh, that one's that one is super easy for me. Like you know, racing car and driver, and you know, start your engines, and you know, like different things like that. There's so many activities that you can do that would have a an automobile themed, you know, kind of thing to it. So, so I think the metaphors are definitely there, and I think that's kind of the. Uh, the skill or the point that we want to leave with, leave this particular podcast episode on is that thinking through and being, we're intentionally surfacing a specific behavior through the activity. What is it that you want to teach them in that particular class period? You know, is it effective communication? Is it around how we have to work together as a team in order to make this happen? You know, to build a car, it's not built by one person. It's built by a whole team of people. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we do that? Well, then I would think through. I'm like, okay, a building exercise. What are my favorite team building exercises I know that require a group to build something? Maybe it's tallest tower. Maybe it's using the pieces of paper. Like we've got another podcast episode 
dropping soon that is around everything you can do with just a piece of paper, right? So like things like that. And how can I then take the metaphor of what the activity does and relate it back to the specific trade group um, and topic that I'm wanting to teach skills in? Yeah. And we're making the assumption that um, whoever sent in this question, they're looking for activities to do with trade students. Mm -hmm. And what we do, what we know how to do is help people in the social skills mm -hmm. area. I don't think the activities, we're gonna, I'm making the assumption that these activities are not about learning how to fix an engine. Right. They're about other things. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the point again about what is it exactly you want, what else do you want them to learn besides fixing an engine right. or using power tools or welding? Right. It's interesting. I'd, I'd like to know more about what do welding students need to know about mm -hmm. in a social aspect. And then when you identify that, what's important for them to be successful as a welder, mm -hmm. then you're looking for those activities that will practice those behaviors, just mm -hmm. like we said. Yep. So that's more around, it's not about skill building, but then utilizing the things that they use all the time. Yeah into the activity so they're comfortable using those kinds of props versus you know maybe they're not the kinds of people who are want to throw around squeaky rubber chickens mm -hmm. but maybe it's a maybe it's a, a plunger maybe it's a you know, are there certain tools that are, you know, d dangerous when you throw them out? So there's a little risk involved. You have to be precise about tossing a, a tape measure, uh, tossing a, a hammer. Would you do group juggle with a hammer? Mm. It, it, kind of weird to talk about, but if you have to decide how you're going to throw the hammer, how you're going to catch the hammer, what's going to happen? You know, little risque there, mm -hmm. but what do you have around that you can build with? What do you have around that you can talk about? Um, what do you have around that you can metaphorically connect to? I see that one of the debriefing things that I love to use, I bought a whole bunch of these plastic tools. Mm, right. And we would pull out, we would be working on an activity and we'd pull out a tool and we'd say, what is this tool for? What's the metaphor? And there's a little hammer. Okay, well, when we're building something, what are we building in a group? What are we building in a business? What are we building as an employee or employer? And you talk about building. So the hammer becomes, what are we building? Uh, there's a little small tape measure. It's a little ruler. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are we measuring? How, how do we measure success? You know, so now you have a whole bunch of tools within the trades that you have that are metaphorically connected to some other important important factor of someone's trade. Yeah, I have a set of tool cards that have pictures exactly. of all different kinds of tools on them that I use for that exact same thing. And uh, sometimes then I use it as a debrief at the very end where I'm like, pick out a, a, one of the photos of the tools here that you know matches an experience that you had or something a takeaway that you're going to have from this and you know and the more you get them thinking metaphorically then they're going to start connecting those things back to you know what it takes to be in a team of welders what it takes to be in a team you know of construction people that are building homes or building you know whatever it is they're building mm -hmm. um i actually took a welding class when i was a kid in high school i'm a farm kid from kansas and so you know you think about all of the the I mean, my 
Now, this didn't necessarily happen when I was a kid, but when I think about a weld, like that is now the strongest bond ever. And you relate that back to teams. What would make the strongest bond ever in a team? Yeah. You know, are you doing arc welding? Are you doing oxyacetylene welding? And the safety that comes with welding is off the charts. Like there's lots of safety things that we could talk about there as well. So so the metaphors are there. And, you know, and if that's something that is new for you as far as like, I don't know how you do that. How, how did you and Chris in this 20 some minute episode all of a sudden... Like we've probably talked about 30 different things in this, you know, one little episode. And, and it's like, and that right there is, is partially experience, but partially is, is also being able to have that metaphoric mindset as, as a facilitator to where I'm like, okay, what is the behavior that I, in, that I am intentionally servicing here? And then how do I get there? So that I think is kind of, I think we've kind of tackled what you were yeah. ho- hoping for by asking this question. And hopefully this one gets you gets you thinking a little bit. I'm like, all right, what groups do I facilitate? For those of you that don't facilitate trades, but now what are the the clients that you're working with? What is really going to speak to them as far as just now rethinking through the props that I use and how I frame them and things like that? And how does it still get to the program outcomes? But now I'm tailoring it a little bit more for that particular group. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fundoing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building. Okay, Chris, I have a couple of facilitator jokes. Go for it. Okay. I thought maybe we would throw one in at the end here for the trade association. How many experiential facilitators does it take to change a tire on a car? Hmm. I don't know, Michelle. How many does it take? It takes three. Hmm. One to change the tire and two to tell you how they do it in their programs. (laughs) Nice. There you go. There you go. And you have one more? I I have that one. I have a couple more. I think I might save some for oh, others. I'm going to save one. I'm gonna save, so I'm gonna, that'll, that'll be the hook. Okay. But we want to thank Phil Brown at High Five for giving us this idea to throw in a little joke here and there because Phil does it in his podcast. And so, hi, Phil, if you're listening. Hi, Phil. Thanks, Phil. And, it's uh, the long pause long, joke sequence. Yes, I love it.